Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Cloudy skies with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 40s. A mild Saturday with mostly cloudy skies, upper 50s to middle 60s. Showers develop Saturday evening, looking at areas of rain to develop on Sunday. A foggy start. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Fauquier and Prince William County starting to see rain once again. Also, Spotsylvania County. We're sitting at 47 now in the nation's capital. 559. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up, a new report substantiates allegations of misconduct by Montgomery County Principal. What now? The first Kate Ryan. The first woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor, has died in 93. In a historic vote today, the House of Representatives decides to throw New York Republican George Santos out of Congress. We'll go in-depth at 6.15. How the expansion of a local license plate reader program could help keep the community safe I'm Scott Gelman. On Wall Street, the Dow picked up 295 points. The Nasdaq was up 79. The S&P up 27. It is 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King. If George Santos expected overwhelming GOP support, he was, as they say, sadly mistaken. 105 of his fellow Republicans voted with 206 Democrats to expel him from Congress after a House ethics report said evidence of criminal activity was overwhelming. Correspondent Scott McFarland is on Capitol Hill. Former Congressman George Santos raced past reporters and into a car to leave the U.S. Capitol without answering questions. They changed the locks at his Longworth U.S. House office building office, and they took the sign down late today. George Santos, now a former congressman, the five-seat House Republican majority, is now down to four. Santos has been indicted for the alleged use of campaign money for personal trips and more. A protester is in critical condition after setting himself or herself on fire outside the Israeli consulate in Atlanta. Police Chief Darren Sherbaum says there was another injury. The security guard that tried to stop uh, the act to save the individual's life uh, was injured uh, when the fire started. The protest came as fighting resumed after a seven-day temporary truce expired in Gaza. CBS's Robert Berger in Jerusalem. Israeli warplanes started hitting targets in Gaza minutes after the ceasefire ended, and they've dropped leaflets urging Palestinians to leave the city of Khan Yunus in southern Gaza. That's where Hamas leaders and fighters are believed to be hiding out in tunnels underground. So Khan Yunus appears to be the next major target for the Israeli military. She set the bar higher for women everywhere when she became the first woman on the U.S. Supreme Court. Justice Sandra Day O'Connor has died. She spoke about her trailblazing career with 60 Minutes in 2004. A woman had never held a position at that level of our government. And it was a signal that it was all right that women could be in such positions, that they could do well in such positions. O'Connor announced she was diagnosed with dementia five years ago. She was 93. The CBS Health Watch includes a look at pediatric pneumonia outbreaks. One here that's similar to one overseas. Health officials in Warren County, north of Cincinnati, say 145 children ages 3 to 14 years old have been diagnosed with pediatric pneumonia, also known as white lung syndrome. Outbreaks in Ohio and China are believed to 
be similar but not related. CDC Director Dr. Mandy Cohen addressed the one in China. We do not believe this is a new or novel pathogen. We believe this is all existing. The symptoms of the illness include cough, fever, and fatigue. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 603 on WTOP on this first day of December 2023. We're sitting with rain and 47. Good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour, accusations of misconduct by a local middle school principal who is now on leave have now been upheld by a new inspector general's report. We get details now on this development from WTOP's Kate Ryan. The Montgomery County Office of the Inspector General summed it up this way. Her investigation substantiated claims of violations of the school system's code of conduct and sexual harassment and bullying policies related to then Farquhar Middle School Principal Joel Beidelman. Inspector General Megan Lamarzi wrote in her report that allegations that Beidelman made repeated comments about the appearance of female colleagues, made sexual jokes and comments about them, and had a sexual relationship with a woman he supervised were supported by the first of two investigations by her office. In response, Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight wrote in a statement that she is, quote, moving forward without delay to ensure that wrongdoing is held to full account. WTOP asked her office for what that would entail. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. For the second time in six months, there's been a shooting at Kipp D.C. College Prep School in Northeast. D.C. police say a 17-year-old Kipp student was hurt just before 10.30 this morning when a car pulled up along Brentwood Parkway and someone inside started shooting. Assistant Police Chief Andre Wright. This is a targeted, yet another targeted event uh, involving a juvenile. We don't know whether the shooter was a juvenile or an adult. Um, but he, but we can tell from the footage uh, and from everything else we uh, found out subsequently that uh, this particular sedan and the occupants of it, for some reason, wanted to uh, shoot and attack this young man. The teenager was taken to a hospital and is expected to survive. Police are now looking for a man driving a white Hyundai Elantra. It was back in May that another KIPP student was shot outside the school. 605, 35 years behind bars. That is the sentence for a D.C. man convicted in connection with a shooting at a Chevy Chase restaurant last year. 30-year-old David Brown was found guilty of attempted manslaughter, assault, and gun crimes. Prosecutors say it was about a year ago that Brown got into an argument with a woman at the Clyde's restaurant in Chevy Chase. And investigators say he shot one person outside, hit another with the gun. Now, as that was happening, people in the restaurant started running because they were panicking. Brown will also serve five years of supervised probation after completing his prison sentence. 606 police in Northern Virginia say it helps keep the community safe. And now that effort is being expanded. We find out more from WTOP Scott Gelman. Since the automated license plate reader program launched last November, Lieutenant Hudson Bull says it's been effective. And in over 13 months, we've used it in over 366 cases. Uh, we've recovered over 130 stolen vehicles. We've placed about 714 arrest charges, most of those being felonies. The county received the grant to launch more of the plate readers. Bull explains they're strategically placed. They're either in high crime areas or areas where we believe that uh, these cameras would solve crime. 
If a car that passes a reader is reported stolen, officers are alerted. The department's also addressing privacy concerns. The main thing we did was reduce our data retention period uh, from 12 months to just 30 days. In Fairfax County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Getting stuck in an air vent led to quite a scare for a 17-year-old Shih Tzu in our area. But thanks to police and firefighters, she is now safe and sound. Maya may be small, but that air vent was smaller. So a team from Fairfax County Fire and Rescue headed down to the basement and started drilling. They took down a ceiling panel, got access to the HVAC duct, and out little Maya came into the arms of her very grateful owner. Apparently, at least according to Fairfax County Police, which posted the video of Maya's rescue, her favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. She may have watched that scene where John McClane crawls through an ear duct a few too many times. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. Amtrak ridership is up 25% from a year ago. I'm Jeff Clable. 608. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s. How's it going out there, Bob Imler? Well, things are winding down somewhat around the region. Knock on wood, we still have some volume delays around the Beltway. We still have wet pavement out there. And we still have a crash on eastbound Route 32. Caller found it before Telegraph Road. Nana Rundle County are squeezing by single file to the right. There's quite a delay there uh, headed eastbound on 32 getting around that. Otherwise, volume on the Beltway on the outer loop from 270 into Virginia, on the inner loop from the Villas Toll Road up to 270, and through Bethesda and Silver Spring, just rolling slowly but without incident in the roadway. It's getting a little bit better out there ever so slowly. Prince George's Beltway still has plenty of congestion between College Park and Andrews both ways. And on the inner loop ramp that goes south on Branch Avenue, had one stopped on the ramp, but it's slow off both loops getting on to Branch Avenue. Uh, anyway, 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, still some volume delays. Pretty much the same story up and down 270 as well. 50 out to the Bay Bridge. We still slow down from about Cape St. Clair Road, and that is due to rain. We only have two lanes open for eastbound traffic in the district. I believe we had a second crash on the ramp from southbound D.C. 295, getting onto the 11th Street Bridge to go west. So be alert. Responders heading in that direction, Virginia side. Outerly Beltway delays are starting at about Van Dorn to the Wilson Bridge. Otherwise, 95, 395, just volume delay. 66 is starting to ease up heaviest from Centerville into Manassas on the westbound side. Go electric, the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Dreary start to our weekend. Let's go to 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. Steve Rudin. Wet weather will slowly draw to a close as we move through the evening. Temperatures will hold in the 40s and won't budge a whole lot overnight into early tomorrow morning. Saturday's high temperatures very mild considering the time of year. In the upper 50s to middle 60s under mostly cloudy skies, we are trending dry during daylight hours. Wet weather will reemerge Saturday evening from south to northeast. We will see those showers become more widespread Sunday morning with areas of dense fog. Sunday afternoon, scattered showers high temperature around 60 degrees. I'm tracking a strong cold front that arrives here on Monday. will linger into Tuesday, much cooler the middle of next week. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We still have some rain around the area. Clouds, even a little bit of fog. It's 45 at Dulles, 45 at BWI Marshall, 46 at Reagan National. All brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. 
Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 610, Money News for you at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. Amtrak trains are full. Amtrak says fiscal 23 ridership was up almost 25% from fiscal 2022. Amtrak also hired 4,800 employees. Fewer jobs are requiring college degrees. An Intelligent.com survey found 55% of companies dropped degree requirements for some jobs this year. McDonald's has a long burger history, but it's time for a quality makeover. The Wall Street Journal says starting in the spring, McDonald's burgers will get a makeover. Brioche buns, juicier patties, meltier cheese, and fresher lettuce. Big Macs will get more sauce. The Dow closed at a record today, up 295 points. The S&P 500 index up 27.5% gain. It closed at a new record high. The Nasdaq up 79 points, just shy of a record. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. This report is sponsored by Whole Foods Market. Get your favorites at Whole Foods Market. Save on 24 ounces of Rayo's pasta sauces for $5.99 each with Prime through December 5th. While supplies last, shop in-store or online. Terms apply. Straight ahead, New York Congressman George Santos expelled from Congress. It is just the sixth time that's happened. We'll talk more about today's vote with Politico. It is 6-12. For Mervis Diamond Importers, this is Ronnie Mervis. I'm inviting you to a holiday trunk show this weekend. Admire spectacular jewelry at specially reduced prices. But for three days only, don't miss out. Meet 12 international jewelry designers with their full collections. It's your chance to try on all the latest diamond rings and wedding bands, ear studs, and jewelry. As the only direct diamond importer in D.C., Mervis drives the savings to you. Our world-famous diamonds and jewelry will steal your heart, but not your wallet. Financing is available. When it comes to diamonds, don't choose between quality and price. At Mervis, we promise you both. Celebrate life with a diamond gift that lasts forever. Join us this weekend to enjoy hors d'oeuvres, sip champagne, and try on our fabulous jewelry. Indulge yourself in the most gorgeous diamonds you can imagine. See you at the Mervis Diamond Trunk Show this Friday to Sunday in Tyson's. It is the jewelry event of the year. Go to MervisDiamond.com for details and register for free. That's MervisDiamond.com or call 1-800-HER-LOVE. Here's John Meyer, VP and GM of Software Ventures at Arcfield, encouraging agencies to keep focused and patient when employing a zero-trust strategy. The journey to the cloud, it's exactly that. It's a journey, right? So as they're planning and designing their zero-trust architectures, they're also leaning forward and saying, do we do this in the cloud? Do we still stay on-prem? Maybe we push most of this to the cloud. Uh, so it's it's a journey, and especially for those organizations, just keeping up to date, right? I mean, the, Microsoft came out, the NATO summit over in Lithuania, and said, hey, there's a Word doc, and it has a, a, a vulnerability in it, right? It can take over your systems. Those are going to evolve. They're going to continue to happen. So staying on their guard for what they currently have to do while they're migrating to their future position, right, is, is really important. That's John Meyer, VP and GM of Software Ventures at Arcfield. For more, go to federalnewsnetwork.com, search Arcfield. Coming up here on WTOP, we'll take a look at the commander's injury list. So we'll have sports in about 10 minutes on WTOP. Beautiful homes start from the floors up at FloorMax. All kid-proof, pet-proof, waterproof floors at their lowest prices of the year. Shop FloorMax's huge in-stock inventory of carpet, hardwood, and luxury vinyl floors and have your new floors installed before the holidays. 
Hurry and get the flooring you want at up to 50% off, plus 0% financing. Visit the FloorMax location nearest you or FloorMaxFloors.com. That's FloorMaxFloors.com. See store for selection and details. At Bank of America, we asked our employees what they wanted most. I want to work where everyone is welcome. To have benefits that take good care of my family. To move forward in my career. We listened and did all that and more. It's why we're proud to be Just Capital's number one top company to work for. Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Just Capital used annual rankings to track performance across the five worker-related issues evaluated. Bank of America and a member FDIC equal credit opportunity lender. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. It's 615. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Thanks for joining us. After a blistering ethics report on his conduct, which included spending campaign donations on himself, the House of Representatives today voted to expel New York Republican George Santos. He's just the sixth member in the chamber's history to be thrown out by colleagues, the third since the Civil War. The final vote, 311 to 114. Joining us now to talk more about this historic day on the Hill is Politico congressional reporter Jordan Carney. Jordan, good to have you with us. The congressman was in the House chamber as that vote was being taken. What happened when it became clear he would be expelled? And then did he have anything to say after it was all over? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, congressman Santos, or especially former Congressman Santos, uh, left vote early, you know, myself and other reporters immediately went up to him and said, you know, do you have a reaction to the vote? Um, and, you know, he, he said, you know, it's over. So what reaction, you know, are you expecting? And he was asked if he would kind of like hang around the house as a former member. He has some pre- privileges that would let him kind of on the floor, for example. Um, and, you know, he asked us, you know, why would I want to hang around here and said, hell with this place. Um, and then very quickly left you know, left the speaker's lobby, left the the Capitol, got in a car and drove away. (laughs) Republicans were nearly evenly split over whether or not to expel Santos. Uh, Give us an idea of potential political headache that it could cause for some of those members of Congress. Yeah, so the New York Republicans in particular were you know, pretty confident they would have the votes to expel him. They were sort of the group that had been leading this effort. There was um, a question, right, you know, this morning, immediately before the vote, if there, if that momentum was shifting, because you had, you know, Speaker Johnson, you know, you had other top Republicans come out and come out against opposing, uh, against expelling Santos. Um, but they sort of made the argument that, you know, the, the Republicans who voted for him that, you know, they had talked about accountability and if they were going to really mean what they were saying, you know, with holding, you know, even members of their own party accountable, then this was the only option they had, right? They were hoping Santos would resign yesterday at that press conference he held. He didn't. And so their argument is that he kind of left them no other option. That's what I wanted to ask you about. He went on that rant on Sunday after Thanksgiving and then held a press conference impromptu at the last minute yesterday where people, I think, thought that immediately members thought he probably was going to resign and said, no, I'm not going to resign. So the argument about tossing him out that he was making would set this unwanted precedent for other lawmakers. Where does that go from here? And has there been any reaction from some of the folks after they took the vote today on that, Jordan? Yeah, the precedent question was sort of the big question um, that 
Republicans in particular who voted to expel him were getting. Um, the Ethics Committee Chairman, you know, Michael Guest, you got this question right after he left the chamber and his, you know, response was that this was sort of the exception to the rule in the past that, you know, members who had faced uh, even lesser charges had resigned instead of forcing an expulsion vote. So that, you know, this, this saga was sort of the exception to that because Santos refused to resign. Uh, Mike Lawler, a New York Republican who, again, was sort of amongst that group that really drove this expulsion effort, you know, I was asked about, is he worried that this is going to set a new precedent for the future? Um, and he, you know, he said, is there you know potential that this sort of becomes a tit for tat situation? Maybe. But again, Santos left them and, you know, in their minds, no choice, but except to have this vote since he would not resign. Jordan, thanks for your help tonight. We appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. Mm -hmm. Politico congressional reporter Jordan Carney. Traffic and weather together. Let's check the traffic part out with Bob Imler of the Traffic Center. In the district southbound, D.C. 295, the ramp to go west on 695 at the 11th Street Bridge. Still working on a crash there. There have been two, and one's been out of the roadway, but now I think we do have some blockage on the second one, and that is uh, a spot where a lot of crashes happen, especially when it's slippery, when it's wet, and uh, so we've had two this afternoon there now. And around the Beltway, we still have volume delays. Outer loop from about Eisenhower now getting to the Wilson Bridge and inner loop from the Dulles Toll Road to the Maryland. It's really easing up around the region. And uh, traffic on 395 and 95 uh, starting to ease up as well. Just some brief volume delays here and there. Same with 66. And in Maryland, we still have the crash on uh, eastbound Route 32. And that is after 175 and before Telegraph Road. And uh, that has been causing a bit of a slowdown there. So be alert. They may be in the process of wrapping that up as things are starting to move a bit better in that area. On uh, 270, just brief volume delays here and there. Same with the Baltimore-Washington Parkway at 95. And traffic is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. The members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Bob Inley, WTOP Traffic. All right, on we go to 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Jordan Evans for our weekend forecast. What do you have lined up for us? Some warmer temperatures. Actually, it's going to feel more like spring this weekend with highs in the low 60s, some more humidity tomorrow. And the good news is it won't rain the entire weekend. In fact, the rain moving out now uh, should stay out of here for the next 24 hours. I think the rain returns tomorrow evening into the overnight on Sunday. Sunday looks to be the higher chance of rain, at least during the morning and early afternoon. So it could be wet out there for the commander's kickoff at 1 p.m. FedEx Field. But temperatures tomorrow and Sunday with highs in the low 60s, overnight lows way above freezing, 40s and 50s. And then we'll cool down next week. Uh, next week looks like our next cold snap is Wednesday and Thursday with highs in the 40s and eventually freezing temperatures at night once again. 45 and Leesburg, 46 in Bethesda. Woodbridge now 47 in Germantown, 43 degrees. Thanks, Jordan. Still ahead on WTOP. A taste of Asian bakeries and the unique pastries their chefs are bringing to D.C. I'm Beth Repong. 621. Hi, it's Jumio Labanji. And Tony Perkins from News 4 today. And the best part of our morning is you. We love hearing why more of you wake up with News 4 today. This is the team that helps me rise and shine. The energy that you guys, it comes through the TV. The banter, the humor. Um, I don't watch anything else but Town of Cool. Oh, my family. You so and you're a part of our family, too. Join us for News 4 today on NBC4 weekday morning starting at 4 a.m. We're working for you. 
Do people judge you by your missing or broken teeth? You should know there is one great solution from the Cascade Center for Dental Health in Sterling. Cascades One is a revolutionary full mouth implant solution pioneered by Dr. Suryesh Ruparelia. With Cascades One, you receive the highest quality full mouth dental restoration. We do it all. One doctor, one office, one price. All backed by our amazing guarantee. Call today to learn more. Call 866-25-SLEEP or visit CascadesOne.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is WTOP News. It's 623. Bakeries are a great way to expand your palate and explore other cultures, especially during the holiday season. In our Baking Connection series, we're looking at some local Asian-inspired bakeries. The response has been amazing, pretty much right from the beginning. Jason Oberbilling and his wife, Yuri, own three locations of their bakery, Saki Saki Flakery in D.C. They opened their first shop in Cleveland Park in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yuri said that her shop, she's trying to bring awareness of Japanese and other Asian flavors. One example is her miso-flavored chocolate chip cookies. It's a chocolate chip cookie, but when I put the miso into it, it will make a deeper flavor. And I think people really appreciate that. Jason says working as a husband and wife team has kept them going. I'm always constantly amazed by Yuri's commitment and, and it's just Endless, endless energy, it seems. Valerie Bonk, WTOP News. Read all of the stories in our series on D.C. area bakers at WTOP.com. You can search for Baking Connections. The third installment of the series comes out tomorrow. Has your family already watched Dashing Through the Snow on Disney Plus? Well, if so, WTOP film critic Jason Fraley says you should try the new Christmas comedy, Candy Cane Lane. It's on Prime Video. After losing his job, a jolly father tries to win a hundred grand in a neighborhood decorating contest to save his family around the holidays. I'm going to show you guys something. Don't freak out. It's not groundbreaking like Beverly Hills Cop or Coming to America, but Eddie Murphy has great chemistry with Tracy Ellis Ross of TV's Blackish. The premise makes it seem like Murphy will echo Tim Taylor in those great annual decorating duels on Home Improvement. But the script suddenly veers into the supernatural, unleashing holy hell with four calling birds and ten lords a-leaping. Rather than a few thoughtful gifts, this film packs Santa's bag with tons of shiny presents. Some on your list, many unnecessary. But even if it's not a new Christmas classic, it's something new to watch with the family. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Rob is here with the commander's injury report of who's going to be on the field. Yeah, well, here's who's not going to be on the field. And uh, shorthanded uh, going up against that high-octane Miami Dolphins offense is not what you want on Sunday. And sure enough, the commander's defense without James Smith-Williams and Emmanuel Forbes, they have been ruled out after being sidelined to practice this week. Center Tyler Larson listed as questionable. That offensive line has played significantly better since he was inserted into the starting lineup. So uh, this is a big development for the Burgundy and Gold. Ann's old friend Joe Flacco's back. Did you hear? The 38-year-old yeah. former Ravens quarterback set to start for the Cleveland Browns against the Rams on Sunday. Flacco, the fourth different starting quarterback for Cleveland this season. Uh, Tiger Woods.